can't stress the importance to people enough of being on the same page, taking proper inventory. Where's this? Where's that? Who's the contact person at the, the company if something should happen? That, that makes all the difference in the world. It's time for the Making Money Podcast with financial advisor, Lee Perkins. Oh, great to talk with you again, Lee. How's everything going with you and in, in the office? All the air conditioning working well? Everything been going good the last couple yeah, weeks? Yeah, yeah. We got AC is kicking right now. It's <laughs> it's good. It feel feels almost like winter time in here now. So it's it's good. <laughs> you got to have that to survive those uh, those southern summers for sure. But absolutely, uh, we got a couple of things we're going to get to today on our show, and it's going to be a little more of a somber topic than what we're accustomed to. But I think this is an important one for us to to have here on the show and kind of. Bring some awareness to the couples that maybe haven't taken time to talk about planning around the death of a spouse. I mean, it's, it's look, it's not a conversation any of us want to have, rightly, but I'm assuming this is a conversation that you try to make a priority with your clients. Yeah, I really do. And, and it's like you said, it's a tough thing to talk about. And frankly, some people don't want to talk about. I, I had my, my parents in, I guess it's been a couple of years ago, and we started having that. And my, and my mom started crying. She was like, I can't do this. And I was like, I understand, but it's really important that we talk about these things before something happens. And so, yeah, we try to incorporate it in with, with every couple that we meet with. And I've, I've talked about it in previous podcasts. I think I had six clients pass away last year and had two already pass away this year. So um, it happens. The statistics are real. 100% of us will die. And so uh-huh. your preparation for the death of a spouse can really make a lot of difference from when that actually happens. Yeah, so that's going to be our, our main focus today. We're gonna we're gonna start off with the headline here in just a second. I got an interesting stat that I found uh, that I think I want to figure out if you agree with it, Lee, or not. Uh, but first, let me remind you too. You can find us online, jailperkinswealth.com is the website. While you're there too, you'll notice on the front page. You got a little resource guide, an instant download you can get. Will your retirement be affected by the Trump tax laws? Interesting information there and a, and a quick 10-page download that you can read through, get some good information and uh, and get some answers to that as well. And you can call Lee's office anytime if you have questions about what we talk about today or anything we discuss, 478-254-3550 is that phone number. So let's kick off the show with this headline I, I thought was very interesting because it kind of twofold because of what it tells us about what people have been doing and, and whether or not this is actually going to happen in the future. So according to a recent poll, 72% of Americans say that they're going to prioritize financial planning once this pandemic is over. So, okay, how many people do you actually think will follow through with that? Do you think that number is accurate, Lee? Yeah. And, and what does this tell us about people that have been planning already? Yeah, I think that is an optimistic percentage right there. I, I think it'll be less than half. What I know is Americans in general, we are, as a people, we are, we're lazy. Um, we, we get into our habits and our routines. And I know everybody's been thrown into this whirlwind right now with, with this coronavirus thing. Uh, we all want it to be over, and one day it will be over. And I think once life gets back to normal, whatever that new normal is, a lot of people are going to forget about this. Uh, I can't imagine that 72% of people are really going to prioritize financial planning. I hope that's the case because I think a lot of people have been been caught really off guard with, with losing jobs and things like that. And that that's the unfortunate part of it. it you know, we kind of joked about my air conditioner. So 
here's what's happened in my life over the last, I guess, last month. Okay. We put put a for sale sign in my yard for we're selling the house. The next day, a bird flew into a window and cracked the window. It's a custom oh, window. It was about a $600 repair. Oh, wow. Next day, cutting the grass, lawnmower quit. It was about a $500 repair. Then the air conditioner at the house went out. That that wasn't too bad. It was probably another $500. Then we had the air conditioner at the office go out, about $3,000. And now we've got a leak at the house that I have to file an insurance claim, and I got a $2,500 deductible. Oh, man. So the emergency fund is so, so important for people, and a lot of people just didn't have enough emergency fund. And, and if you think a $5,000 emergency fund is enough, I hope my situation tells you that it's not. Now, fortunately, we, you know, I practice what I preach, and we've got an emergency fund, and it stinks coming out of pocket that much money. But, man, you, you got to have cash in the bank, and that'll help. Um, a, a lot of people would have been better prepared for this this whole coronavirus thing had they done the financial planning and had the the money set aside to begin with so anyway everything's good in my house now we're still going through the 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 leak problem uh with the with the insurance claim but anyway that's it save your money people put it in cash yeah and, and you know you say it it's difficult when you're pulling that money out and you're paying out of pocket but it sure beats the alternative right where oh, you right. don't have that money and you're you know, uh, taking credit out or whatever it is absolutely it. So yep. yep it's important have you have you noticed at all i mean i know we're not through the pandemic yet but have you noticed at all an increase in interest in people saying hey i'm ready to start putting a plan together um yes now i have here in my in my office um just because you know we're exposed to it there are people thinking about it people we've met with that have come back to us and said hey now's the time but i i just i'm a little more pessimistic that the the average person walking around uh is going to see this as a wake-up call i hope they do but uh I, I'm, I'm not sure I got you. Well, one of the part of the planning process that you know nobody wants to really worry about or think about is what we're focused on today. So, we're talking about the death of a spouse and you know how, the impact that it has on your finances when this happens. You know, not only to say that it's going to be difficult enough just getting through that time of your life, but there's so much that's going to happen to your finances that you might not even be aware aware of at this point, and you don't want to deal with those when you're going through this, you know, distress. Uh, when you're grieving, so emotionally uh, hampered, you don't want to have to try to figure out these things in the moment. So it's best to prepare for them ahead of time. And with proper planning, it can make that transition much easier for your spouse if you leave somebody behind or vice versa. So let's talk about some of the things that you need to be thinking about right now and start planning these with your husband or your wife or your partner and make sure these things are in order. So, you know, Lee, when somebody comes in and you said you've been dealing, you've dealt with this a couple of times here recently, uh, we'll start with a new client, actually. Let's start with a new client first. When they lose a spouse, what, what's the, the typically the, the, the thing that they're most concerned about right away? Well, most of the time, there's just this sense of, of being overwhelmed. They don't know what to do. Everything seems to, the ball can't get rolling on anything until there's a death certificate. And, and people are put into sort of the hamster wheel of following the the, the process on things either going through probate or not, getting a death certificate, and then collecting all the information from different accounts and, and trying to remove somebody's name from this. That part of it, just sort of prioritizing, organizing all those things, it's an overwhelming feeling. Uh, so that's, that's usually the first thing. They want to know where to start and what they need to do first. Okay. 
So let's talk about some of those immediate things that happen right away. So when one spouse dies, what are some of those immediate, like the first challenges that you're going to face or that remaining spouse is going to be left to deal with? Well, the first thing I want to do is after we make sure the person is okay from a just from an emotional standpoint, I want to make sure they've got a, a family member that is there to support them emotionally. And, and if, if they're not, you know, if they're not able to kind of handle things, we want to make sure maybe we get that person in on a meeting. And because lots of times people leave a, a first meeting at like that after a spouse has passed away, they leave and they don't remember anything. So we try to follow up with a very detailed kind of a checklist of, of what we talked about and what needs to be done going forward. But we, but we want to make sure that, that that other person there can help prioritize and, and take care of some of the things. But, but beyond those things, first thing we want to do is make sure that cash flow is okay. Uh, because when the checking account starts going down, people start to panic a little bit. So we want to make sure there is enough cash to handle things while we we go through this first phase right after a death. So cash flow is really important. Gotcha. Uh, what are some of the other things that, that, that you're going to be affected? Because I know like when you think about this, you don't really think about, you know, you, you think about, okay, I'm going to lose, maybe lose some income and, and you know, some of the easy things to consider, but there's just so much that's going to be affected by, you know, this major life event. Yeah. So things you know, like changes in social security, you know, losing one social security, keeping another, dealing with maybe a company that a spouse worked with. Some companies are better than others when dealing with a, a widow or a widower. They're, they're more, I guess I would say, compassionate. Uh, but other other companies are just sort of robotic in how they go about it because they do it all the time and they're not sensitive to the grieving woman who's who's on the phone talking to you. So we've got to make sure that we sort of inventory everything, make sure we go to the company, you know, make the claim, fill out the paperwork. Those are the things that can really be sort of overwhelming. And when we get into some of the other things, we've got to look at now, consider tax rates. Um, You know, we're going now probably from a, a joint filer to a single filer, in which that could lead to a net less income going forward, just just from a tax standpoint. So it's so overwhelming for people. But again, we just have to systematically knock it out. I'll tell you a brief story, you know, without specifics on a client who passed away last year. Hadn't been a client for that long. But when the husband passed away, there were so many variables in the situation. I mean, accounts everywhere that we didn't know about, insurance policies everywhere that we didn't know about. And not that he was keeping anything from his wife. He was truly trying to take care of her, but she didn't know anything about it. And so we just had to piece it together. And we're still struggling with it. It's been about eight months and we're still helping her along that way. But I I can't stress the importance to people um, enough of being on the same page, taking proper inventory. Where's this? Where's that? Who's the contact person at the the company, if something should happen, that that makes all the difference in the world. So that's a pretty good story of, of, of why it's important to plan and how things can just become difficult for your loved one. After the fact, if you haven't built a plan and, and have some of these things in place. So do you have a story on the other hand of this? Maybe, maybe end on a bit of a of good news or a bit of a better feeling in terms of you know, having a widow that, that had a spouse that, le- that really had everything in order or this couple had their financial plan in order. So when 
this happened, the spouse was left behind in a very good financial position. Yeah. So, so this is what we experienced more last year than the one that I just told you about. And these are folks who had been clients for, um, for a while. And so when some, when a couple becomes a client or, or even an individual, we give them a, what we just call a client binder. And I've talked about it a little bit on this podcast. Sometimes we will refer to it as an, I love you book, meaning one spouse saying to the other, I love you enough that I'm putting everything in an organized place. So you will know what's going to happen. Should I die early? And so for a couple of these folks, that's exactly what they came to the first time we met after the the person passed away. They came in with that binder and everything was there. Wills were there. Banking statements were there. Investment accounts, IRA accounts, all these things. Now, I tell people when we when we give them these, these binders, you can't take every statement and everything that you get and put it in there or it'll be too big and it'll explode. What you want to do is keep... What I recommend is keep the very last statement of the year for any account that you have, for any insurance policy that you have, all those kind of things. And that way we know exactly where to go to start the process on beneficiary claims, contact information on, on, from Social Security, all those kind of things. It just makes all the difference in the world. And for those people, that transition into this, this next phase of their life happens so much quicker when we can get things done in a just in a more timely fashion simply because they're organized it makes all the difference in the world it does it really does indeed and you can get in touch with lee to start uh, getting your life organized your finances organized and plan for this major major life event planning is going to save you a lot of time a lot of headache and really you know a lot a lot of emotional stress probably as well so jlperkinswealth.com is the website. And Lee, I'm just curious, when you have your clients come in, I mean, how much of a priority do you make it to have both both spouses in a a meeting at the same time? Is that something you try to do every time or maybe a one-off? How do you treat it? Yeah, try to we try to encourage everybody to, you know, if it's a married couple to have both spouses in the office when, when we're going through these things. It doesn't always happen that way. Sometimes somebody is totally uninterested and they won't come. So I'm not going to just not help the the couple because one person is going to be uninvolved. I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that person is as educated and informed as prepared as possible. Uh, But yeah, sometimes people just don't want to do it. And lots of times I'll have a couple in there and we start talking about this and they push it off. They're like, nope, I don't want to talk about it. Don't want to talk about it. That's probably because they think they're young and it's not something they're going to talk about uh, until they're, quote, older. I got a client who is under 50, lost her spouse last year. Uh, she didn't plan on it, but if she was waited until she was 65 to talk about that, um, it would have been very, very difficult. So, yeah, I, I always encourage a couple, but it doesn't always work that way. I got you. Well... Make sure you take those steps to uh, to put these these things in place because there's a lot of things that you may not have considered, and there's a lot of uh, a lot of changes that are going to happen, a lot of adjustments that need to be made, and a lot of decisions that you have to go through. So taking care of those as early as possible will will make the transition much much easier. So let's close it out on that note, uh, Lee. I appreciate it as always. Great to talk to you, and uh, and I guess we need to be keeping out. Uh, we'll have a little announcement coming up here pretty soon. So keep an eye out on the podcast. Make sure you hit subscribe because. Got a little special announcement coming. 
Yeah, it's got a, we're excited about it. We'll talk a little bit more about it at an upcoming date. But yeah, got some changes coming to the show. Outstanding. So looking forward to that. Lee, and until next time, we'll talk to you soon. But uh, always a pleasure speaking with you and, and having you here on the Making Money Podcast. Thanks. Investment advisory services are offered by J.L. Perkins Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor and insurance agency. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified tax, legal, or investment professional before taking any action.